Support for this podcast comes from CityCast Denver. CityCast Denver is the daily local podcast that tackles stuff you've been wondering about Denver. Would a Denver Olympics be a good thing? Will the cost of housing ever come back down to earth? Is Casa Bonita still Casa Bonita if the food is tasty? Each morning, CityCast Denver brings you the hidden gems and unexpected discussions you actually want to hear. Plus, a dose of local news to get you up to speed. Hosted by lifelong Denverite Bree Davies, every episode of CityCast Denver is the local conversation you won't want to miss. Made by Denverites, for Denverites. Find CityCast Denver on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Underground at the Showcase, an official podcast of the Underground Music Showcase, powered by Youth on Record. I'm Lauren Francisco here with Danny. Hi, Danny. How are you? You know what? I'm feeling great. You know, I'm absorbing all the vibes of this UMS holiday weekend. We are recording all weekend at Mutiny Information Cafe at South Broadway with a number of artists who are performing at this year's festival. In this episode, we are joined by a local artist, Joseph Lamar. Joseph Lamar is said to be a part saint and part heathen. He brings to the world a seasoned palette of pure art and drizzles immaculate flavors in our lives throughout his music, dance, and cinematic storytelling. Joseph Lamar, welcome to UMS and our podcast. How are you feeling? Oh, thanks for having me. Um, I'm feeling, yeah, feeling really good. Feeling really good today. I love it. Beautiful. And you're playing, you played Friday. Yeah, I played um, yesterday on the underground stage. Um, after this, I'm going to go sing a song with Kid Astronaut at the underground stage. And then later tonight at 9 o'clock, mm-hmm. I'm doing an acoustic set at the L. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Can't wait to see it. Hopefully, I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going be, gonna to be, gonna be fun. Awesome. All right. If one day they make a biopic about your project, what should they include? And what is your origin story? Yeah, like what are some pinnacle moments? That's a question I've never been asked before. Really good question. <laughs> um, I would hope that they would include just the moments of like joy and like making music and also like the way that I've been able to um, overcome difficulties. Like I think one of the themes in my life has been just like resilience. Mm-hmm. I know myself to be a really resilient person and I think that would maybe be one of the most important things to include that like no matter what was going on, I kept trying. Definitely. And was there a moment when you realized you wanted to do music or was it just always ingrained in you? It was kind of always there. Mm-hmm. Like from a young age, I was, um, I would, I listened to music a lot mm-hmm. and like watched a lot of music videos. Um, and then also like growing up in church, I was really involved in music there. And so it was just kind of like in my, just like in my system. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And for all of us, especially like performers in particular, how has like the pandemic affected the way you make music, the way you perform now? Like how has that, how has the pandemic affected you as an artist? There was a a while when I was getting like unemployment, you know, everybody was kind of getting those checks to sort of help out. 
um, during the start of the pandemic. And it was the first time in a while that I was like eating like three big meals regularly. And I was like resting enough and um, taking naps when I needed them. And it kind of showed me a different way of working because at that time I was like finishing up my album. And when I wasn't working on the album, I was just like at home, like chilling out or mm -hmm. going to the park or, you know, sleeping well, eating well, that sort of thing. And so it kind of taught me about how to how to have a, a better balance, like being an artist, but also like I'm a human being mm -hmm. and I need my wellness and I desire a life that's like um, a holistic life. Like Definitely. I want to be able to um, do what I love, but I also want to um, live well and, and be as healthy as I can. Mm -hmm. um, and so experiencing that kind of helped me to expect that more and to create that more in my in my life. Definitely. I like that. So would you say like self self love, self care is essential for your art? like your your process of writing. Yeah, I think definitely in order for it to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and with that, you know, I definitely have moments where I sort of fall off of that wagon, you mm -hmm. know, and I eat things that maybe aren't so healthy or I don't eat and that kind of thing. But um, for the most part, it's, it's what's allowing me to like continue on this path and to sort of like make, make a life out of it, like not just to make a living, but to make a whole life out of what I do. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, I think self-care is like essential to, yeah. you know, to I think performing especially because if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to give um, the audience 100 percent of, you know, what you want to give them. So, yeah. Yeah. You've done record works with a lot of artists who are really at the beginning stages of their career, including myself. What would be some advice for new artists? Yeah. Um, I would say to start where you are is probably the best advice that I could give. Um, a lot of times when people start out doing something, they can sort of stop themselves because they feel like um, I need to have this or that in order to get started. Mm -hmm. And so it becomes this sort of like um, procrastination. You never get to it because it's always out of your reach. Um, but I would say to just like start where you are with what you have available to you with whatever resources you have or whatever skills you have. Um, and because and it's a, the most important thing is starting. Mm -hmm. And then once you start, you learn more, you gain more resources, you gain more experience and you can do more things. But the most important thing is to just like get started in whatever it is you want to do. Definitely. That first step is always the hardest. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. What are some, well, what are uncommon words or phrases you use to describe your music? I would say post-apocalyptic gospel. Mm. It's how, I, how I've been describing it lately. I like that. Why is it post-apocalyptic? Um, well, you know, I think growing up, I always felt sort of like left behind. Mm. I remembered when it was described to me what like the end of times, according to Christianity, what the end of times looked like. Mm. It was like, you know... Um, there's a trumpet sound and the clouds change a different color and then um, people start disappearing and the people who aren't, I guess, worthy of going to heaven are left behind mm. and I always had this like paranoia that I was going to be one of those people. And so in a sense, it's sort of about like making music for people who have ever felt like left behind or like outcast. Mm. And also 
you know, the word apocalypse, even though people sometimes use it to mean like the end of something, they imagine a big end. The word actually means like something is being revealed or something is like um, awakening or being reborn. And so for me, it's about how the end of something can be a transformation in the beginning of something else. And I like to think of like um, butterflies, you know, when a caterpillar goes into a cocoon, it actually like totally turns to mush on the inside. And so it literally completely transforms. Um, so it's almost like dying, but being reborn. And so there's kind of a cycle in all things. So I try to like keep myself evolving. Definitely. Yeah. And, and you could hear that in the music, I think. Um, the just production wise, like the the different contrasting sounds, I think, kind of gives it that versatility and that like that that new bloom that gospel music like you don't hear. So I think, oh, cool. yeah, but yeah, just want to add that. <laughs> no, totally, that's really <laughs> awesome. Does Christianity bring like influence to a lot of your music? Yeah, it does. Um, I'm um, I'm not a Christian anymore, but definitely when I was writing the album, I was kind of working through a lot of the things I'd been taught. Um, and some of those things were uh, things that I needed to unlearn because they affected the way that I saw myself negatively and they affected the way that I interacted with others. And so I was kind of like purging some of that stuff while I was working on the album. But I was also looking for those parts of it that were beautiful, that could be shared. And there are things that like exist in many spiritualities and many religions that I think are, are, are what matter more so than like the little nitpicky things. And also just like drawing from the music of, of gospel and letting it be something that's very, almost like dramatic and very big, like very like heightened emotion. And what was the process like putting together the, such an intricate album, like Sin Act One, like what was the what was the process for you? Uh, was it long? Was it you know? Was it like how did that even happen? Yeah. Um, well, it started with therapy. Actually, mm -hmm. I had just started doing therapy at the time I started working on the album, and all of these kinds of emotions I'd been repressing started just like coming out. I mean, a lot of it had to do with growing up in church and um, like being in like closets and things like that. And um, as I started to like dig into that stuff, I was just like pouring out these like songs um, to where I'd be dreaming about songs or I'd wake up in the middle of the night with the song and I'd be writing songs in the middle of the night. Um, and so so much and it felt like it needed to be um, like one sort of body of work. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I started like recording and demoing things. At the time I didn't really have much equipment. Mm. I had been in a place where there was a water main burst um, and like all the water had like my stuff got wet and so I'd kind of started over. So I didn't really have like equipment or anything. So I started like going to the public library. They had like a little studio there at the time and I would like book an hour and like record as much as I could in an hour and take it home and listen to it and do it again. And then I started collaborating with a friend of mine, um, Kendall Burks, who plays a lot on the album mm -hmm. um, and produced some of the songs with me. Um, we just get together every week and just like be working on these demos and some of the songs went through maybe like five or six or seven different versions to get to the versions that are on the album. Mm -hmm. um, but it was just like a lot of like experimenting with things and just like exploring those ideas because there was so much like 
just like raw emotion there. Definitely, yeah. And you could hear it. And it, you, you help, you produce, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you do a lot of production on the album? Yeah, the, um, the album has 14 songs, um, seven of them I produced, and then the other seven um, me and Kendall produced together. Awesome, cool. Who are some of your inspirations for songwriting? Definitely Prince. Yeah. Um, yeah, big time Prince fan for sure. Um, I'd say uh, Michael Jackson. I'd say a lot of like musicals too. Honestly, like a lot of the kind of like Disney stuff I grew up listening to, just like so well like written music. And then I would say Lauren Hill. Who else? Those are the people that come to mind. Janelle Monae, mm -hmm. um, Gorillaz. Um, yeah. Is there any like favorite song of any of theirs that you like? There's a song. There's a song by Janelle Monae called um, "Mushrooms and Roses." Um, it's off her Arc Android album. I like that song a lot. Prince, he has a song called "How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore." So it's like a really, it's a really simple song, but it's like so like effective. You could definitely hear the Prince inspiration and. I, I'm like such a crazy big fan of Prince. Is there a certain album that you like that like really resonated with you? Yeah, um, I really like the Purple Rain album. Mm -hmm. And I was actually like kind of listening to that album a lot around the time I was working on this album because I like that it's sort of like, it's like a, a spiritual like manifesto. Like it's, it's sort of telling this, this story mm -hmm. and that it has this kind of centralized theme. And it's almost written like, like an opera or something, like the way that um, they're expanding on like a musical theme here and then you put the musical theme in another place in the album and like how it can kind of draw everything together. Mm -hmm. I, I love um, that kind of stuff. And um, Parade is a really good one also. I think, um, what's that other one? Sign of the Times. Yeah, Sign of the Times. Um, controversy. Um, yeah. Definitely. But he has so many. He's got like, <laughs> it's crazy. 40, 40 huge. albums. I've only heard like 10 of them, maybe. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, you produce singing, writing, and perform. What is next for you? Yeah, I mean, um, definitely more music, just like more albums. I'm hoping to like release a lot of albums in my life and hoping to do bigger, bigger stage shows. Um, I'm really interested in like combining many different elements into the stage show. And so I want to do that a lot more than I have before. Um, and like more like collaboration, you know, I hope to like be working with like orchestras and like, I want to do all that kind of stuff in the future. Um, could you tell us about the song Fear? Yeah. Like, um, what was, what was writing it like? How was recording it like? And how did it come to be the piece that it is? Yeah. When I was, um, kind of conceiving this album, or I guess even maybe before it became the album, I was thinking about this term, fear of God, which I heard a lot like growing up. Sometimes when people say that, they mean like, you know, they'll say I'm a God-fearing person, like, you know, I'm a person who, that's their way of saying I believe in God. But then also sometimes people would use it in like a, like a disciplined way, you know, like telling somebody I'm going to put the fear of God in you. And I was kind of interested in like unpacking that because I sort of felt like there's this kind of, this kind of divine thing we all have inside of us. You know, if you call it the soul or 
the personality or whatever. Um, and everybody has it, and everybody's part of that is unique, and it's something that's very special. And I felt like that idea of like the fear of God, it's almost like someone is taking over that, that part of you. And so I just wanted to write a song about what happens, like how that feels. Definitely. Cool. Uh, here it is. Here's the song Fear by Joseph Lamar. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, you want to tell everybody where we could find your stuff? Where, where is it? Yeah, my um, album Synact One is out streaming everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, all of those places. Cool. Awesome. And uh, socials, Instagram, plug it. Plug everything. Yeah, yeah. All the things. Um, <laughs> I'm on Instagram as the Joseph Lamar. And you can go to josephlamar.com also. The link in the bio of my Instagram has like links to all of my socials, all of my music, my music videos, all of that stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on here. I uh, appreciate you. Yeah, thanks so much, you guys, for having me. I appreciate you both. Thank you. Cool. Underground at the Showcase is an official podcast of the Underground Music Showcase and a production of Youth on Record. You can learn more about Youth on Record at youthonrecord.org and on social media at Youth on Record. You can stream our show anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please like, follow, and subscribe. Our team includes Lauren Francisco, Sean King, and Tierney Worthen. This episode was edited and mixed by Akello Stallings. Our executive producers are July Jones and David Layden. Additional music for this episode was provided by 88. We want to give a big thanks to Mutiny Information Cafe for hosting us. You can learn more about Mutiny at mutinyinfocafe.com. Thank you for tuning into the show. I'm Danny Akery. And I'm Genevieve Glimp, and you are listening to Underground at the Showcase. <laughs>